Whether you're hitting the road on your way to work or just hitting snooze. Broadcasting live and local. This is, is Lee Faulkner on A64 Triple M. G'day, I'm Lee Faulkner and welcome to the podcast edition of the show. Coming up, we get a rundown on all things boxing with our good mate Rob from Before the Fight. Uh, we'll uh, also have our discussion from uh, the cafe this week where we talked about the media scrum surrounding the love triangle that even Ariane Titmus has admitted has definitely affected those in the camp. Friday foodies, we'll have a bit of a laugh with a couple of you can't be serious and we kick it off as we do at the end of the week with the full smelly boot experience as we talk all things rugby league. And a big thanks to Bottle Mart as we talk the rest of round 21 after last night's clash. And we welcome our tipsters to, uh, well, give us their expert knowledge. Uh, Gov, good morning. G'day, guys. How you going? Round 21, gee. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, it's just raced by uh, only a few rounds to go before we get to semi-final footy. Uh, Paul Solid, Reedy, K&R Plumbing Supplies and the Western Clydesdales. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, men. How are you all? Very well. Uh, very well, actually, after last weekend. But we'll talk about that in just a moment. <laughs> we uh, we need to head instead. First up, tonight's first game, 6 o'clock, uh, Amy Park, Melbourne Storm, taking on the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, now, Gov, look, the Melbourne Storm might have had a bit of a, a bad run recently. Uh, they bounced back against the Warriors. Are they likely to continue that against the Titans? I would suggest so, given the Titans' performances recently. Yeah, well, look, I just see that um, uh, Wishart goes into fullback because the uh, Pappenhausen got hurt and then I put Meany there at fullback. He got concussed. So I'm assuming Wishart will be treading on eggshells tonight, just yeah. wondering what's going to happen. Um, look, I think... Um, I think they got back in the winners list last week against the Warriors. They're at home. I think the Titans they'll probably get out of the top of them. Yeah, I think so. Too solid. Yeah, I'll go with the Storm. I think they'll be too uh, good for the Red V. If they had Ben Hunt who they're chasing uh, the Titans, then they might be a little bit better. So I'll go with the Storm. Yeah, yeah, I'm already got the sponsor's product already. I've already got them playing for the Titans. Good grief. Uh, All right. (laughs) And there you go. The wonderful affiliation uh, with the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, It is well and truly. It's come to an end, hasn't it? There's no doubt about that. Uh, And he's all over the storm. We put the weight of the smelly boot curse, which has been going very well recently. Very well last week. Didn't it work well for us last week? Now, uh, all three of us on the Penrith Panthers, and we did that specific. I mean, both you and I knew solid that we were going to win that way, but we had to tip the Panthers in order to get the curse over the the line and it worked uh, so once again the only team that's beaten Penrith this year is the mighty Parramatta Eels. Now they come up against the Seagulls at Four Pines Park I'll come to solid in a moment but Gov, uh, can uh, can Parramatta continue that form? No Mitch Moses though, it's a big out and the Seagulls looking to bounce back from a horror weekend last weekend Absolutely, Mitch Moses is a big out and these are traditional rivals um, young Arthur comes into the uh, halfback spot so a lot of weight on his shoulders. Um, they got up against the Panthers last week. They were ready for them, um, and they got the win. Admittedly, they only played 12 men for 60 minutes. So, uh, yeah, look, this is going to be a real tough one. Arthur's got a bit of work to do. I'm going to go the Eels in a toss of the coin job. Mm, all right. Well, we know this bloke. He is as solid as a rock, uh, and he never, he never varies. So uh, just, you know, you might as well just fill in the blanks here. Solid? 
Um, I'll go with the uh, with the Eels. I thought the Eagles actually played better. The, the Rainbow Eagles last week with so many players out, they actually played um, better than I thought they would. I thought the scoreline would have been worse, but uh, they stood up. So they're going to be. A, it's going to be a very good game, tough clash. But I'll stick with the Eels as I always do. Yeah, as you always do. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've got a bad feeling about this game after all that furore last weekend, and certainly uh. with Jacob Arthur in the halves, I've got a real bad feeling about it. But I'll jump on board as solid number two. I will. Uh, I will. Go with the Eels to have a win. All right. We the moved Eagles in. just shortened into $2 <laughs> favourites. <laughs> I'm trying You're to get on wrong. as we speak. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Desi Hasler just put the door back on in the change room. So absolutely brilliant. Life's good. Sunshine Coast Stadium, 3 o'clock in the afternoon uh, tomorrow. And that is South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Warriors. The poor old Warriors, even at home, an absolute thumping. I'm assuming the Rabbitohs by a big score. Uh, solid. Yeah, I'll go with the Rabbitohs. They were very good um, last week. The Rabbits, they were unlucky, I thought, against the Sharks, but uh, the Warriors disappointing against the Storm. So I'll go with the Rabbits to get back on track again this week. Yeah, they're in all sorts of dramas, I think, the Warriors for the rest of this season. Uh, how do you see it going, Gov? Yeah, South just got rolled by the Sharks last week in that field goal to thon at the end of the game. I think they win this one. All right. No Nathan Cleary. Five weeks. Is it long enough? Isn't it long enough? There's a lot of debate around that. Either way, without Luai and Cleary, it certainly, you would think, hurts the Panthers. And yet, at home, GIO Stadium, 5.30 tomorrow night, uh, the butcher would be scratching his head. They're $4 outsiders to the $1.25 Penrith Panthers. Are they still that good without key players like that, Gov? Yeah, look, Cleary and Lilvi, they're their two best attacking players and they're the halfback 5'8". It's got to take a lot of, out of the team. I think uh, I think they're in a bit of trouble. And if the Raiders are ever going to get them, this is the week at home. And sorry, Butcher, but I'm going to take some of that money for the Raiders. I'm on it too. I'm, I'm taking all the $4. Uh, solid? Uh, are you going to yeah. shorten them up? No halves for the Panthers, so all the Raiders this weekend with both Luai and uh, Cleary out. So I'll go mm. with the Raiders. Well, there you go, and there you go. The Raiders straight into a dollar five. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, well done, the Butchers. I'll talk him down off the ledge of the ring, ring. <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, right, I points bet stadium. Then seven thirty-five tomorrow night. The Sharkies take on the Dragons. You mentioned the Sharkies there. Solid. They did play well, uh, and rightly so. They are favourites after North Queensland thumped the Dragons last week. I'm on the uh, the Sharks. Solid. Yeah, I'll go with the Sharks as well. They're going very well. They're up on the top four for a reason. Okay. Gov, how do the Dragons get away with this one? Yeah, it's always a tough game, the local derby. Um, Yeah, Sharks had a tough one against the Bunnies last week. They might be a little bit sore from that. Uh, I think the Dragons give Sloan, the uh, young fullback, they give him more minutes on the field. His combination with uh, 5-8 and Moan might just produce enough attack for the Dragons to get away with this one. Betting, really? All right, well, you never know. You just never know. Then on Sunday, we go to Salter Oval as the Canterbury Bulldogs take on the North Queensland Cowboys. I've got to say, there's not as much money around the doggies as I thought there might be coming up against a red-hot North Queensland side at the moment, but this is the run that the doggies have had, and they're, they're at $2.60. It's not ridiculous. Uh, so, Gov, can they beat the North Queensland Cowboys? No, look, the Cowboys, they're playing with confidence and you can see that by the way they're playing, they're enjoying their footy and they're going to win this one. All right. Uh, Solid, uh, the association, of course, with the Bulldogs and you and Phil Gould, new best friends, so it's amazing. Uh, so, uh, So which way are you going on this? Yeah, Chad McGuff the other day about this and the Bulldogs yeah. and what I think they need to do with the uh, Cowboys. And uh, Gus didn't listen to anything I had to say as usual. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys since he's not taking my advice. And look, if the Bulldogs 
do get up, then I was wrong. But if they lose to the Cowboys, then Gus needs to start listening to me a bit more instead of slamming the door in my face. Yeah. Well, the problem is it was Gus McKellar from the Highfield Eagles. Had nothing to do with <laughs> Gus Gould. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Poor old Gus. He's like, what are, what are you doing? I don't care. Uh, and who are you anyway? But there you go. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys will get the job done. That'll do me. Uh, all right. And, uh, yeah, welcome to our city, uh, Canterbury Bulldogs. And uh, the uh, Campbelltown Sports Stadium then will host a couple of cellar dwellers. The West Tigers uh, up against the Newcastle Knights. Toss of a coin for this one. Uh, I, I don't know. West Tigers with that player out with the broken leg and all of that. I uh, just don't know. I'm going to go the Tigers, uh, Gov. Yeah, look, the West Tigers are $1.50. Last time they were $1.50 was when Tommy Radonikas was playing. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. I'm, I'm going to have to take a bit of the $1.50, I think. I think they can win this one. I, I think they might at Campbelltown Sports Study. What do you reckon, Solid? Yeah, I think the Knights of our Dave Clammer, I think he's probably the one putting the money on the West Tigers because he's probably been their best forward all year for the for the Knights. So I'll yeah. go with the Tigers. They'll be too good. All of us on the Tigers, poor old Tigers. Okay, then we come to the local rugby league. What is happening, Solid? Yeah, so the Wagner's Clydesdales are back on the road again. They're going to take on the high-flying uh, Falcons up at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon. And then in the local league, there's a couple of good matchups. Uh, Newtown, who are struggling this season, they're up against the Valley's Roosters. But the match of the day will be on Saturday at 6 o'clock, and that's out of Gundawindi where they take on the Dolby Diehards. Two of the leaders of the uh, competition will be very good. Sunday we see Warwick against Brothers, and Highfields take on the high-flying Bears at the moment. So great weekend of rugby league here in Toowoomba. Cannot wait. Uh, always love talking about rugby league, and we'll do it again next Friday. Thank you, boys. Have a good one, boys. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And have you woken up with a blocked nose, suffering the effects of asthma, or finding it hard to catch your breath? No worries. Soon, you'll have another option to breathe through. Your backside. Yes, you heard me. In studies exploring treatment for people with respiratory conditions, a team of researchers in Japan has revealed that pigs can absorb oxygen through their back passage. The scientists discovered that the animals could survive without breathing through their lungs when oxygen and oxygenated liquid are pumped through their buttholes into their intestines, which sounds more than a little uncomfortable. Takanori Takabe, an author of the study and doctor at the Tokyo Medical and Dental University, said it's impressive because we never thought of breathing through our bum. So why is this study crucial? Well, it could provide options for treating patients who suffer respiratory failure. Currently, doctors opt for mechanical ventilation when a patient needs oxygen. In the process, a machine pushes air through the windpipe. That's when Takabe considered the unusual but life-saving option of going in the other end. Fair enough, but I'm not sure I'd be that keen to perform CPR anymore. Anyway, the researchers also tried delivering oxygen in liquid form, and that worked as well, which could make for an interesting way to administer Ventolin. So Takabe plans to start human clinical trials early next year to prove its real-life efficacy after confirming the method's safety. And not surprisingly, they have one specific group of people in mind to test it on politicians. Well, they've been talking through their ass for years, so I guess it just makes sense. You cannot be serious! Megan O'Hara-Sullivan, good morning. Good morning. And former producer Meryl, good morning. Hello again. Now Toowoomba rep superstar uh, (laughs) here in Toowoomba. Okay, Commonwealth Games, obviously, uh, that is the number one conversation at the moment, dominating the media. But uh, one story has continued to dominate, and that is the story of the supposed love triangle between our swimmers. Uh, The golden girl, Emma McKeon, a new boy on the block as far as swimming is concerned, former pop star Cody 
Brady Simpson and a gold medalist now, Kyle Chalmers. And uh, he has been very abrasive in press conferences about questions surrounding that love triangle. Now his father's come out on a radio and said, you know, uh, had a breakdown and, and said that it's, you know, affecting everybody in a very negative way. Uh, and I've made some comments about this. I'm going to get to my comments again in a moment. But, uh, Megan, look, these are obviously, when something like this happens, these stories of a of a, a love tryst, a love triangle, there obviously is going to be some interest in that. Is it just part and parcel of being in public life that you're going to expect that some of these questions are going to come up? And is it then up to you to just go, well, I'm not going to talk about that next. Uh, or once you start getting upset about it and so forth, then it just feeds into the whole story. Is this just expectation of public life? Are you asking me because I'm a public figure and I've got um, a love triangle? Well, <laughs> God, help us if that's the and case. can we drop well, that topic and go on Absolutely, if we could just go straight well, to that then. I'm just um, a bit embarrassed because this is going to sound a bit highbrow, but I love Jim Chalmers, the treasurer, but yes. I didn't know anything about Kyle Chalmers. But at the same time, I love a rabbit hole. So, you know, once I got onto it, I went down it. And it. can I just say at the outset, though, I think that Kyle Chalmers is a train wreck and we're all kind of watching it. And he's a boy that needs some help, I think. Absolutely. Um, you know, needs a lot of sort of um, a, a loving hands around him. Yes. A, a bit in the Nick Curious kind of mode. And you look at him and he just looks all swagger and all the tattoos and all the sort of symbolism. But I agree. Like once you start feeding it, you know, and, and why complain, <laughs> complain about it? But um, I, the other day I heard on the radio, I, I knew nothing about this whole swimming thing, but I heard a guy saying it didn't feel as good as I thought it would winning a gold medal. And I thought to myself, wow. that's a guy with his glass half empty. Who would that be? But turns out it's this. That's right. It? Yeah. it was him. So yeah. I think... Um, you see those other two who seem to be, from my scant knowledge of it, acting quite um, civilised and not feeding into it because, you know, you can blame the media for anything, but I think it's just what we want to see. And I'm there scrolling, 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 finding out more information. More info. The, um, and the boy... Who knew he went out with Miley Cyrus? So yeah, I, I knew. the rest did. of the world did. Oh, yeah, no, the rest of the world didn't know anyway. about that. Absolutely, <laughs> those of us not following along with Jim Chalmers, uh, <laughs> who uh, have interest in these other things. Uh, but yes, that was a big story. And look, I tell you what, it's done. It's brought focus onto the swimming because people are tuning in that don't even normally tune in. Doesn't people like my my well, my sixteen-year-old son. He's in a group of kids. That are like what? But all of a sudden, pop star Cody Simpson, love triangle, all this stuff. And he's like, Dad, I want to see whether that guy actually wins the gold medal. I wonder if Cody Simpson's going to go well. He wouldn't have been able to name a single swimmer in our team just 12 months ago. All of a sudden, he knows at least half a dozen of them because they're involved in all of this. So there's always a bit of a, a good sign. Uh, but, of course, the media gets blamed straight away. Uh, so, Meryl, as a, as a journo, uh, do you feel there's responsibility on the journalist's behalf to avoid this sort of stuff uh, or... or as I made comment yesterday or the day before, as long as the Australian public are interested or the world public are in, as long as we buy Take 5 magazine at the checkout at Woolworths and we want to watch all these shows on TV and, and go down these rabbit holes, isn't it up to you to be able to report on these things, no matter how salacious it might be? No, the media does have a responsibility here. It wasn't that long ago that 
Naomi Osaka was going through a very similar thing and said, please stop talking to me about this. I'm suffering mental issues. And we all went, oh, she's got a responsibility. She's a public figure. And then at the end of it went, oh, you know what? We need to behave a bit better. The media has got the attention of a goldfish. Here we are again with this exact same situation. At the very first press conference, Cole Chalmers came out and said, please don't ask me questions about this. I'm really struggling. What did we do? Oh, we'll ask him more questions about that, more questions about that. There's another victim here besides Kyle, and that's poor um, Emma, who, let's face it, well, she's in the middle of it. She's a very classy chick, Mm. but she has just won more gold medals than any other athlete in Australian history. Mm. More. Are we talking about that? No, we're talking about Cody Simpson. This is really, really wrong to everyone involved. There's been love trysts before. Don't you remember Emily Seabom when she was dating Mitch Larkin? Absolutely. And he had an affair with someone else in the Australian swim team. I don't remember the media honing in on that. We left that pretty much alone. Mm-hmm. They both got on with their swimming careers. Why aren't we showing the same respect? But we why, don't did, why did this one get a life of its own Because then? Cody Simpson's involved. And Cody Simpson is a worldwide superstar. So, mm. of course, we've got a lot of interest in it. Mm. But the minute Kyle said, please stop, we had a responsibility to stop. I think mm. this is really, really cruel. But And would you not agree, though, that you would be under pressure if you were there representing a major publication? You would be under pressure from your editor to get that story because that's the story that people are clicking on. So doesn't it come back to us as a society, to say we don't want to hear this, we're not going to buy these magazines, we're not going to read these things online. That's the number one clicked on story for the entire Commonwealth Games. So is it really about the journalist asking the question or is it about the fact that they know that's what people want to hear? Is it about the journalist having ethics and standing up to their editor and going, this actually isn't right? Or if there's a press conference, just stand there and let someone else ask the question and take the notes. Yeah, but yeah. don't be you. the bad guy. I'm hearing you. I just, I just look at this how much thing. responsibility does Kyle Chalmers hold having an open Instagram with himself doing the shushing motion when he wins the medal and having the grabbing his crotch on his Instagram and sort of, you know, there's a certain... You're sort of firing back and, 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 and goading that story along. No, I think that I, I liked the finger on the mouth. Like, let that quieting you down now. I've just proven I'm here to swim. I'm, it's about the swimming. I liked that. Mm. The, the crotch grabbing thing, that's what our Australian male swimmers have been doing for a long time, that real macho stuff. I think the smash the guitars it. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, match it with the Americans. And uh, again, I don't care about that. That's fine. Well, but do we pick and choose who we care about though? Like, I mean, what about the media storm around Barnaby Joyce and the uh, affair that he had with that woman? Now, that woman was involved in that and she got absolutely hammered over that by the media and the, and the very negative press that came about. And people we're like, yeah, he's a politician. Bad luck. Uh, this is a, I know, I know. But what These I'm saying is, we probably, as we probably should have thought the same way about her. Like, okay, Barnaby's a public figure, but this poor woman gets involved in this as well because she falls in love with him, and and that's that's where we are. But because these are young sports stars, and that we we tend to go, oh, maybe we should give them a little bit of a a bit of a break. Do we sort of pick and choose? who we look after when it comes to these Of course things. we do. Some yeah. people are just more interesting than others. Well, yeah, yeah, and better looking. Absolutely. You know, they're standing around in their togs all day, like yeah. looking at each other. So 
They are. Temptation. They are. And these things are going to happen, aren't they? I mean, there's going to be these love. And it's not as if there was any big deal anyway. I mean, they were going out then like young people do. They broke up. Now she's going out with somebody else. I don't see why. And he probably, this is where well, I, I agree a bit with what Megan's saying, is that he stoked this fire of a story that really wasn't a story. Like but the I media just, kept well, saying mate. he acted appallingly towards Emma. He didn't. No, She well, got out of the pool. Apparently he didn't congratulate her after oh. the mixed reel. He says he did. Yep. I'm going to trust that he did. Yeah. They're part of a team. Here, I would have. But I mean, maybe he just should have been advised to say, ask Emma. Ask her how she feels about me. Even if she thinks I could apologize, I'll apologize to her later on. Well, now, I think they did ask Emma, and I think Emma said everything's fine everything's between cool. us. That's when it ends. No, but we want to buy the magazine. <laughs> I'm <laughs> at the not. checkout at Woolies buying take five. <laughs> and I think yeah. I want to buy it. <laughs> I think Meryl's point about this is the most successful. Um, gold winning. She's yeah. won 12 gold medals. I know. You know? 19 in total. That's mind-blowing. And there is yeah. certainly still some talk about that. But anyway, all right, a responsibility in this way. I mean, is it up to the journalist? And I'll stop asking the question. Is it up to us as society to stop wanting to have these salacious stories thrown at us? Uh, or is it up to the athletes just to keep their mouths shut? One triple three five three. You can certainly weigh in. Uh, thank you both uh, very much. Good luck in your performance. Uh, Meryl, uh, uh, Pride and Prejudice coming up at the uh, Toowoomba Rep Theatre and of course, these incredible journeys will keep up to date with what you're doing there. Uh, Megan O'Hara Sullivan from the uh, Toowoomba Regional Council, thank you for your time. Thank you, As mate. always. Thank you, you cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And you know that annoying moment when your kids finally work out how to blow bubbles with gum and then practice over and over again until the sound of that bubble popping triggers you to remind them that you brought them into this world and you could just as easily take them out again. Just me? Well, maybe we were being a bit harsh. A German woman earns more than $1,000 a month from blowing giant bubbles of chewing gum on social media. Julia, who at one time chews up to 30 chewing gums and then blows bubbles twice the size of her head, clicks pictures of her while blowing these bubbles and sells them to strangers, which seems a little weird. For this business that she's opened on social media, her investment amounts to roughly $10 a month on large quantities of chewing gum. Julia forayed into bubble blowing after one of her friends, as a joke, told her she could make serious bank after finding online communities dedicated to it. So she started sharing her content on My.Club and soon started gaining a niche audience. She stated that she receives requests for customised content that can differ in bubble sizes, Julia's outfit and camera angles. Now, despite getting a bag from bubble blowing, Julia has kept her main hustle in marketing, I assume for Wrigley's, and has a degree in architecture and civil engineering. Well, at least she has something to fall back on when the bubble finally bursts. Anyway, elaborating on the type of content she creates, Julia stated that chewing gum and blowing bubbles is a form of fetish that caters to a wide audience online and not a chapter in Finding Neverland. You cannot be serious! Triple M's Friday Foodies with Kristen O'Brien. Well, it's my favourite time of the week because we get to talk all things food and we do it with Kristen O'Brien from Dine Darling Downs. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. How are you going? Well, I'm getting ready for knock-off time. I mean, it's only about an hour or so away for me. And yeah. given that it's a Friday, I, I suppose it's all right that we talk about beer, yeah? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> any time of the day is okay to talk about beer, I think. But 
This week, we're talking about one of Toowoomba's biggest events for beer lovers, and that is Brewoomba. It's coming up next weekend, August 13th at Fitzy's. Uh, this is a great car park party. It's set to make an epic comeback this year. Church mm-hmm. Street will be closed off for the celebration, so it'll kick off at around midday. There is plenty happening, and I will be there front and centre, let me tell you. I'm sure you will. Look, there's so much going on. You know, starting with the best sought-after brews from around the nation, including Stone and Wood, Revel Brewing, Black Hops Brewing, Hop Nation, Ballistic Brewing. I could just go on and on, Lee. There are just so many, and it's super exciting to see how many brewers will be on display. Yeah, absolutely. A beer lover's heaven. Uh, don't forget about Bolter Brewing. Uh, that's the activation upstairs in the new Atrium Bar. That'll be worth checking out. Uh, and Brew Woomba, look, it's not just for beer lovers. No, and that's the thing. People think it is just for beer and people that love beer, but it's not. There are plenty of other choices, including cocktails, cider and ginger beers, which is actually my drink of choice in the beer range. And they've got my favourite there, of course, Brookvale Union. Yeah, my wife's getting into the ginger beers with a uh, bit of lime in it and some uh, ice and, and just loves it. So looking forward to that. And, of course, live music, amazing food. Why would you want to be anywhere else? Next weekend, it is Brew Woomba. For more details, head to the Brew Woomba Facebook page. Yes, fantastic. Check that out. And before we go, Lee, a couple of new things this week. Firstly, a to-die-for flavour of gelato. It's arrived at Gelatissimo in Margaret Street. You know where that is on the corner. You and I have been there and had many a taste test. Yes. Um, this flavour is called Sticky Date Pudding. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It is chunks of cake, caramel mm. sauce in the most decadent gelato. So it's Definitely something to try. That is a must try that. At a new pop-up cafe at Grand Central called Okie Pokey. Uh, Jada and Liam from Piccolo Papa have teamed up with well-known local caterers Andrew and Penny Healy uh, to open uh, this. And the food... Oh, absolutely sensational, as you would expect. Uh, so more about that next week. Uh, yeah, okie poke. Yeah. I cannot wait. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, if you want to find the food to suit your mood, then just go to dinedarlingdowns.com.au and, of course, check us out here every Friday. And we'll talk to you then. I look forward to it. Have a great weekend. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And it sounds more like a Kevin Bloody Wilson song than a news story headline. Granny wants a wanger as a headstone. But the reality is possibly even more hilarious. Before her death, 99-year-old Katerina Orduna Perez had one final wish. A giant statue of a willy on top of a grave. Her family unveiled the completed monument, a five and a half foot tall replica weighing nearly 300 kilograms, mounted on her tomb at a cemetery in Mexico this past weekend as a recognition of her love and joy for life. Yes, nothing says I love life like a giant, well, let's say another name for a rooster. According to her grandson, Alvaro Limon, Granny was always a bit different and had a particular affinity for and what she believed they represented. And Granny was a little edgy too, referring to her family as Virgus, which is best translated in English as... <laughs> However, in Spanish it can be used as a compliment, a badge of honour, that if something is Virga, it's cool. I mean, who doesn't love a Christmas card from Nan telling the family that they're all... Over the years, Donna Carter had told her family that when she died, she wanted her tomb adorned with a giant... 
and it took nearly a month and a team of 12 people, including a carpenter, a sander, a sculptor and a carver to build the statue. But not everyone is happy about the giant (coughs) statue. But according to her grandson, just like Granny's favourite thing, (coughs) when problems rise, you face them head on. You cannot be serious! Well, whether it be the three-round contest that you're seeing at the Commonwealth Games through to these massive bouts for world championships, there is one person that uh, we talk to when it comes to the world of boxing from before the fight. My good mate Rob Scheif joins us for breakfast. G'day, mate. Mate, how are you? Gee, oh, well, there's plenty happening in your world when it comes to boxing. Of course, we're seeing uh, the Australian team doing very well over there at the Commonwealth Games, progressing through the rounds. But a bit of heartbreak overnight for one of our boxers. So waved away after a, a one knockdown in the second round. Just shows you how uh, subjective the judging can be at that level of the game, Yeah. Look, we've uh, we faced a little bit of adversity, there's no doubt. But uh, five of our athletes guaranteed uh, podium positions now. But um, Charlie uh, Senior had a very tough decision from the judges uh, in his fight. And last night, Alex Winwood uh, we yeah. saw in the second round there. So, But Kay Scott, uh, Tina Rahimi, uh, Edgardo Kumi, they're all getting guaranteed podium spots. Uh, so that's really good stuff. It's amazing news with Callum Peters, who's doing really, really yeah. well there at the moment. And they even had uh, Gold Coast gold medalist Sky Nicholson and Eddie Hearn from Matchroom Boxing there to uh, to watch them as well and cheer them on. So the team doing very, very well. Overnight too, we've learnt that uh, an absolute legend of the sport, uh, one of the biggest names, Johnny Famishon, has passed away age 77. Jeff Fennick and others leading the tributes there, and uh, that's a big hole in the boxing world. Uh, you're probably a bit young to remember Johnny but uh, in his day, but I certainly can. And tell you what, he was just an absolute uh, champion. Uh, we've lost boxing royalty there, obviously fighting uh, you know, Harada in those close fights that he had uh, in the late 60s, early 70s, and uh, paving the way the way he did, especially back then getting the WBC and lineal titles. Uh, yeah, Johnny Famagion will be surely missed. Uh, now, moving on to this uh, Paul Gallen fight night that is coming up, and it's always one that's going to get people uh, having a look at the sport. Uh, he's come out with the most extraordinary statement saying that he's not going to fight one but two people on the one card. Is, is that the first time you've ever heard of that happening? Oh, look, I've heard of it before, but this is the first time I've heard of it happening in, in Australian professional boxing. Uh, it's not something that can happen in New South Wales. It can only happen in Queensland. This is coming off the back of him not fighting Sonny Bill Williams by the sounds of it. And uh, we thought it was going to be Justin Hodges in a in a state rivalry of New South Wales versus Queensland for the swan song for the pair of them. But um, now, yeah, we're not sure what's going to happen. It, it, it's all very interesting at the moment. <laughs> so it could be Justin Hodges and then someone like Ben Hannon or something, which leaves you wondering, well, what happens if Hodges beats him in the first in the first bout and knocks him out? Does he still come back and fight? I mean, it's anyway, it's crazy stuff. But if it gets people, uh, you know, bums on seats, then that's what it's all about because then we can uh, start focusing on some of these other great champions. And uh, speaking of which, Tim Zhu, uh, what's the latest for his uh, upcoming cards? Well, we've won the uh, mandatory decision to fight Jamel Charlo in Las Vegas. Uh, somewhere around October, September, October, uh, we're trying to get the venue locked down now in Las Vegas. 
But uh, it looks like Tim Zug is to fight for the undisputed super welterweight titles against Jamel Charlotte. Obviously, he had an amazing performance earlier this year against Brian Castaño. So, um, look, no easy task there for Tim, but we're uh, we're backing our guy all the way. All right. I know someone that you always watch on the world stage and you have a, a lot of time for, Canelo Alvarez, and uh, preparing for this big fight against Triple G. This is going to be an absolute belter, yeah? Yeah, well, Canelo's got a famous saying where uh, you know he loves to say the words payday, and this is definitely <laughs> one of those against Gennady Golovkin in the trilogy. Gennady Golovkin fighting Murata from Japan um, earlier this year and definitely showing his age for it. Canelo's seen the opportunities, jumping on it for a massive payday and, and what we, you'd think would be a, a pretty safe win. All right. And uh, any other Aussies that we should be keeping an eye out for on the world stage at the moment? Absolutely. Uh, Jai Opatia has become the number one cruiserweight in the world, beating Myris Bratis on the Gold Coast. July 2nd, five years to the day uh, when Jeff Horn beat Manny Pacquiao. So an amazing achievement there. Jai breaking his jaw in the second round, uh, fighting through all that pain uh, and, and breathing difficulties to, to go through and just uh, have a shutout fight against Myra Spratis, who was the number one cruiserweight. So that secured Jai Opatia the uh, IBF world title and the Ring Magazine world title. Now the number one cruiserweight in the world. Absolutely, Brian. That was incredible to see that. I mean, how... Boy, oh boy, I've got a sore tooth and I'm I'm down for a week and this bloke goes through an entire fight almost with a broken jaw in two places. It just shows you how tough these uh, these men and women are that take it to the ring. It is extraordinary. It's a great sport. And if you want to know more about the sweet science, there is one place to go. Uh, B, then the uh, number four, The Fight. Check it out. Plenty of content on YouTube as well as social media following everything. The go-lives are absolutely fantastic. My good mate, Rob Shive. Thank you, buddy, for your time as always. Mate, no worries at all. Thank you.